0: September 2nd, 2022. The weather today will be a high of 30 degrees in Edmonton. Another hot one. Thank you, Everly.
1: How's everybody doing today? We are broadcasting live as we do every day on the Podbean app, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Join us live if you want to be able to engage with all these other beautiful listeners here on the app. Everybody's saying good morning. They're chatting. They're about to be asking each other how their how their evening was. <laughs> they're having lots of great conversations. So, so you're missing out on that.
0: Good morning, everybody. So we were actually talking. I can't remember where, who it was or where, uh, but somewhere. Somewhere when I was in Calgary, I think we were talking about it at the at the meetup. Um, someone brought up a question, that, like, "Hey, did you see that uh, that question that I asked?" I'm like no and they're like oh yeah well i got it answered anyways because i was in the chat there and most times i ask questions in the chat someone else answers it for me like it's really mm. it's like i got actually quite a few compliments um from people in calgary that i've never spoken to before
1: oh nice
0: um never met before and they said they they, they love the the morning show they said even sometimes when they ask questions in the chat they'll get it answered by other investors before i even see it and and that's the thing like as i mentioned like i i there's hundreds of messages, <laughs> yeah, and notifications and stuff. So it's like as we're talking, I haven't even read any any comments that have come up or, you know, so far, which is great. It's this is um,
1: it's an amazing community.
0: It's an amazing community, yeah. And uh, yesterday, um, I wasn't I wasn't in the studio for the uh, uh, for the show, but we actually uh, broke our record. That was the most listeners, live listeners, we've ever had. I really? Yeah, I just saw it this morning.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. I was wondering, I was watching, I can't, like, when you're on the phone, you can't see those actual numbers that you can see. Um, Like, it says how many people are live, but, like, you have also, like, um, you know, if somebody has come and then they leave 15 minutes before the show ends, they're still counted toward. Yeah, and so it's like if people come in half an hour into the show. So it was, like, really cool to see those numbers while while we were live and, yeah, to have control yesterday.
0: Yeah, you did really (laughs)
1: good. Thank you yeah
0: that's good. Uh, i'm gonna do a quick word from our sponsors before absolutely. we get into upcoming events
1: absolutely if you are currently listening to this podcast and you sorry <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and you currently invest in southwest ontario or alberta you need to get on the dci properties buyers list like now these guys have wicked deals for flippers and buy and hold investors they know their numbers and they are really easy to work with In speaking with their owner, their goal is to help investors get into properties that can make them money. That's it, plain and simple. Don't wait, get on their list and start accessing these amazing deals today. Go to www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers to access their off-market Alberta properties and www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers for their Ontario properties. It's just that easy.
0: Uh, Cody was saying uh, he just realized we missed deal of the week. There was no deal of the week, actually. Yes. Um, uh, so unfortunately, there was none. Uh, but hopefully we have one back for next week. Absolutely. Yes. You no,
1: know, I was all excited that I could maybe find the jingle and play the tune. And, yeah? Yeah. No dice. No dice. That's okay.
0: Uh, the upcoming events.
1: Upcoming events. September uh, s- 18th.
0: Yep.
1: Which is... A- couple Sundays from now, a few Sundays from now. Uh, We have a- That was my
0: favorite band in high school. A
1: few Sundays from now?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, We have a fix and flip investor meetup at our Tweddle Place Flip in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, That is from two to five PM. And the link is on Eventbrite Mm -hmm. if you would like to sign up. It's free, but please um, reserve your spot. And that will be pinned to the top of our free real estate investing master's Facebook page. Yep. If you want to um, go there and get signed up, super simple. I hear there might be something cool going on.
0: Not confirmed. Okay. It is confirmed, but not confirmed enough.
1: Okay, you don't feel me. you don't feel good enough. Okay.
0: Well, it was just like, yeah, for sure, but like, okay, no ink on paper.
1: Okay, no ink on paper. I thought you said income paper.
0: I love income papers.
1: <laughs> so we're no, going to call them no bills now. These are my income papers.
0: <laughs> no, those are my debt papers. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Um, okay. Never mind. Stay tuned for something cool that may be happening something that cool. day. Um, and then after that, September 24th is Barry McGuire's uh, AFS course yep. here in Edmonton as well, live event. I don't know what day that is. I'm assuming a Saturday.
0: Uh yes.
1: Yeah. So if you want if you want to sign up for that, uh Barry Maguire. dot Yeah, yeah.
0: You betcha. yeah. Um and that's live in person in, yeah. in Edmonton. And if you're like, you know, you live somewhere else, I would I would get a flight. I would get a flight hotel. It's worth it.
1: Oh, lots of people do. The last one in Calgary, there's people from uh BC, Winnipeg, Ontario,
0: East was, Coast. There yeah. was one from East Coast. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. one from Ottawa. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Just when you think it's just, it's, you know, it was just going to be locals. And I, had, I, had, I can't remember who it was. Oh, no, they listened to the podcast. <laughs> but there was, there was many people that came up to me like, hey, I came here. And I'm like, wait a second, don't you live across the country? Yeah. <laughs> there was, there was lots of people that came out for it. That's, that's really good. Barry's um, courses have been popular for 15 years? Yeah. Like he's, he's a, uh, he's the real deal. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, and after that, I am unaware.
0: I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Like, we, you know, we've always got stuff going on. Um, okay. I'll give you a little, well, okay. So we, we do have some, we do have some workshops um, coming up. So we try and do monthly workshops. Well, we do monthly workshops, um, but not all of them are open to the public. So on October 2nd, For the master's, we have a raising capital workshop, which is exclusive to real estate investing masters uh, in the mentorship program. So if you want to be a part of that and other workshops and you want to get into all the workshops for free, like that fix and flip one we did a few weeks ago, and that building your REI brand we did the the month before, then you got to be a part of the master's mentorship program. Mm -hmm. So um, everyone within the master's mentorship program gets into all these workshops for free all of Barry McGuire's uh, home study kits, agreement for sale, rental fix and flip, wholesaling, uh, sailing, uh, joint ventures, I'm probably missing one. Um, that's all free within the master's mentorship group. Like you get lots and lots, you get pretty much every piece of education that you, that you need. Yeah. Uh, all part of the mentorship program. Um, so if you want to be a part of that raising capital workshop on October 2nd, then you need to be a master's men- mentor, mentee. We've also got. Uh, oh, I haven't told them yet, actually. Damn it. Maybe I will. Okay. Uh, they don't know yet.
1: Who doesn't know what? The uh, I'm I'm the in the dark too.
0: Oh, you don't know either.
1: I don't. I don't know. I
0: haven't told you. <laughs> I haven't told anyone. Wow, I've been so busy. Um, okay, exclusive to the master's mentorship program, we have an introduction to multifamily on October 22nd as well. Nobody knows about that. Anyways, put it in your calendar, guys. If you wow. Masters, mentees, putting your calendar. October, October twenty second, we have uh, an introduction to multifamily investing. Um, mastermind coming up as well, with Chris Davies. Incredible. Yeah. So we got a we got a guest coming in for that. Um, yeah, super excited for that. So th- there's lots of cool stuff coming up, but. Not everybody gets access to it. <laughs> um, there's there's a lot of perks to being in the master's mm-hmm. mentorship program, is what I'm trying and, to get at. And uh,
1: Jeremy just wants to clarify that the uh, master, oh. master mentors do not get access to the workshops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he tried the code; it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, I love all the inside jokes in this uh, this podcast as well.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you have to like. You have to be listening for a while to understand and catch on to a lot of the.
0: And you know what? From what I am learning, just from going to live events, which is you know we we've been doing live events now for a year, not like but but a year since the pandemic. You know, we've been back at it, and I have no idea how many people are listening to this podcast. It's yeah, it 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 blows my mind just running into random people and they're like, hey, I am from here. And I've been listening for the last two years, Um, which, which reminds me, guys, reach out, say hi, you know, join in on the morning show. A lot of people, they they can't do it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, hey, I got kids, man. I can't do it. My house is a mad house in the morning. And I try and put stuff on and you're cursing and swearing and the kids are screaming. (laughs) It's just too much. I get it, dude. Ma'am. Just, uh.
1: Hi, Pete, repeat.
0: Did Pete show up? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of quiet people in the back of the room that don't say hi.
1: <laughs> Every day, Pete. Every day.
0: Well, like, why is Pete going to come out to an, a, like, a, a meetup? He
1: does. Yeah. He's been to a few. He shows up very quickly, though. He sneaks in and he sneaks out.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he has been. I just haven't. You're yeah. saying he's, I haven't noticed him. <laughs> Pete repeat is like low-key doing fucking cool things yeah like he 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 busted into the scene last year and just bought a crap ton of properties <laughs> and and he's just super quiet about it he's like yeah i don't i don't need no recognition <laughs> <laughs> he's kinda <laughs> uh anyways can't wait to see ya um what else we got going on chat? What, what was i trying to say was i trying to say something i don't know I, I think what i was trying to say was that um just say hi. <laughs>
1: that's all. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's all I got. About, that's all I got to say about that. Did um. No, I didn't. What? I never did figure out the um the shipping quotes thing. No, you didn't. Um, which I got to figure out because when I when I was in Calgary there. I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily there to like grind the local suppliers. I was just mostly there to see what's going on. What's the average prices. And it's like. Same, same. It's same, same as Calgary as Edmonton. Um, I walk into a flooring store and it's the exact same prices. And which tells me that, um, tells me what their bottom line is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It tells me that if I can get it for this price here, then I can get it for, that you know the same price there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Just how how long and how hard do I want to work at getting it? Because you you need to do need to buy a little bit of volume first and show them, or you got to do the whole buddy buddy routine. Buddy buddy come on buddy come on buddy come on. You're gonna get that's the best you can do buddy. I don't like doing that routine. I'd mm-hmm. rather just show them. Um. But that's me. Uh. But. So we found a bunch of different places and stuff, and, and and we can work through that and whether we want to start supplying it, um, sorry, so- sourcing it locally, um, or the other option is just to find out what the cost of shipping a pallet, of flooring is.
1: Or rent a truck.
0: I think that would be too much. Eh. Oh, you know what? Maybe two years ago, have you tried renting a vehicle lately, Gab? <laughs> It's freaking ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah. because of the vehicle shortage thing. Like, rental prices are nuts.
1: We can rent Wilson Subaru.
0: That is true.
1: Might <laughs> be a little bit too heavy.
0: <laughs> what is he? Is he a Forester type guy? Is he, is he an Impreza type guy? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> He's an Impreza guy. Impreza? But yeah, I um, I think that's probably going to work on today is uh, trying to figure out that shipment thing. Um, Cody Kelly guys gave me a really good recommendation. Um, so I got to give them a shout. Nice. See how much a pallet would cost. Because, yeah, I think that if we can ship, uh, you know, most most of the prices in Calgary and Edmonton, like, you know, the, the normal rate, you know, the, I'll give you a good deal rate is $299. Uh, we got 224 here. So if I can even just pay 250 bucks for a pallet to get shipped three hours, I'm still doing better at two fifty. It saves me a lot of time. And that, that's what it comes down to too. Yeah, like yeah. if I were doing big volume in Calgary, it might be worth my time. But <sighs> spending yet. hours on the phone and doing the buddy buddy routine and driving down there and everything else. It's just like it's it's to be honest, it's just not worth my time. I'm 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 better off just paying an extra two hundred bucks so that I can focus on other things and get, you know, more productive things done. Absolutely. Things that actually make money, more money than the 200 bucks mm-hmm. that I'm going to save on that deal. But if I was doing like lots of volume, like I'm planning to do and scaling up in Calgary, you know, if I were doing four at a time, five at a time, then it might be worth my time. Because that's, yeah. you know, a thousand bucks every time I do it, you know, every couple months. But uh, anyways, what's going on with our uh, rental business? Hmm?
1: I did a oh. move out inspection.
0: Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Hmm. I haven't talked to you. Hmm. um what's going on with that tenant who wanted to move out
1: oh um i told them what's what and they haven't responded (laughs) give them their options and they haven't responded so they paid rent for this month we are all good
0: (laughs) that was my next question is um are we um did they pay rent but they paid did they pay rent early or was it right on time
1: on time on the well they paid on the 31st so technically early but
0: you never really know how someone's responding or going to respond yeah um, yeah, I was
1: happy to see rent. I was like, oh, phew. That's good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, any issues with any of the other tenants in rent? Uh, you
1: don't have to
0: say who, but no, am just curious.
1: We do, we do have an ongoing issue with um, one of our rental tenants that's going through a really hard time. Um,
0: oh, yeah. You told me you, you weren't going to tell me and then...
1: Yeah, well we need to like we need to eventually kind of see what's going on and and whether this is going to work for them or not or whether this is just a rough patch. Wow. Um, recall- as of right now they keep they're they keep catching themselves up and they're like they're very open and honest about what's going on and what's happening and and when things will be paid and all that kind of stuff, but they're they've been struggling for several months.
0: Are we are they just behind by 2 weeks or are we behind by more than a month?
1: No, like Like, we're always caught up by the end of the month, Um, but they're, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think as long as, when it starts building up, then that's when we need to pull the trigger or pull the plugs, right?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think that it's like any time now is a good time to reach out and have the what's going on. Is this going to work or not?
0: True. Well, I think that that conversation needs to be happening sooner than later, I think, because um, I think, I believe this if it's the same tenant i'm thinking of um i think that we were having some issues with them last fall as well and then we're like fuck it let's just get through the winter yeah and then here we are in september again
1: oh for the winter yeah
0: (laughs) is he just like she's like blowing money in the in the summer just like
1: no he's he's going through a hard time he's had some stuff happen um but i'm like i'm at the point where i feel like um having that conversation might be actually extending a lifeline. Like, like he might, that possibly, that would be a relief to him for us to come in and say, Hey, is this working out? Do you need out that kind of conversation?
0: Do you mind if I ask what his base rent is? Uh,
1: 1650.
0: So if we bumped it up to 1700 and then removed his option to purchase, that would probably help him out quite a bit because that would relieve the pressure of having to pay option payments every month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right
0: and then we can just revise his lease to end in the summer and say, Hey, here's what we're going to do. Um, in all honesty, based on the the, the way that this, this is going um, with you falling behind on payments and everything else, we're trying our best. We're trying to be lenient, but I don't think that you're realistically going to be able to qualify for a mortgage. Yeah. Um, if you can't make the payments on this and you're definitely not going to be able to make a mortgage payment. Yeah. And you know, we've checked in on your credits and you haven't, and repairing it. Yeah. Um, so we're open to giving you an extension on your option to purchase for this rent own program because we want to see you actually follow through on it. But um we want to take this opportunity to ask you like what's what what's your plan? Do you actually see this being successful? What is your strategy for for making sure that this does happen? Because we don't want to just extend it and prolong the inevitable. Yeah. Do you want out of this and do you want to just continue renting? And then just see what he says. I mean, first question he's going to ask is like, do I get my money back? And that's, that's a big, hard, no yeah. life's full of decisions. Okay. Um, but what we can do is offer you a lifeline and remove the option portion of your payment every month, which is going to free up, you know, a few hundred bucks that's going to lessen the, 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 the stress.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but we are going to get the rent up to market rent because you've been paying a reduced rent, um, mm-hmm. because the market has gone up in the last couple of years. So we're going to bump it up to where market is at seventeen or seventeen fifty, um, but it's still hundred a few hundred dollars cheaper than what you're paying right now. And then uh, you know, we'll 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 revise your lease to end in the summer. And if you want to continue to want to live here, you know, we can renew in the summer, and, uh, um, or you can move on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most respectful way to do it because I think his is, is lease option, his option to purchase ends next summer. Yeah, if I recall. Yeah. I don't see this turning around. He's been months behind. There's like, there's two ways we can approach it. We can approach it in that respectful, empathetic way, or there's the, Hey, we can be stern and firm and, you know, just letting him know that, you know, we've reviewed your file. Um, it does not look promising, you know, for you to, to, uh, complete this program, um, successfully um we're going to give you the option to get out of it right now or otherwise you know we can wait until the spring and then you can go and apply for your application for um for a mortgage but realistically because you have not done enough work towards this i we do not believe that you're going to succeed at this so this is our this is our one option that we're going to offer right now if you want to you know break your lease and end it you know you can do this right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: otherwise um you know we're going to we're going to ask that you follow through on your lease um, for the remainder of the winter, otherwise, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's two days two we can go at it, but I think that you're, I think you're right. I mean, you have a better idea of what's going on with this person too, because you've been involved in the, in, the, mm-hmm. in the thread of conversation or threat of emails. So, um, I mean, that's not something I want to deal with right now. I'm certain yeah. that it's something you don't want to deal with. No. <laughs> Just, we got too many other things piled on, but that is part of, you know, business. And yeah, sometimes we're very fortunate with the passive side of our business as you can tell guys, like we don't talk about this out of the business very often. It's very chill. You know, (laughs) we, we have these things and the money comes in every month and it's great. But, um, and that, that frees up the energy and the time for us to be able to just go and focus on other bigger projects. You know what I mean? Like growing the master's program and, you know, creating a a fix and flip business on autopilot, Mm -hmm. financing business, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, your masterminds, um, it's it's really nice. I, I do like the passive rental side and rent to own side of our business. Um, but from time to time, you know, you just gotta deal with stuff. Yeah. That sucks because we now it feels like we've overcommitted to things. Taking on something like that is is it's 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 it's, it's uh, emotionally draining.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it's not just a simple, excuse me, sir, as per your option agreement. Um, blah, 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 blah. It's not like it's just a standard email. We got to write a calculated email and then the response is not going to be friendly. Um, yeah, so that's it. Anyways, I guess what I'm also saying, Gabby, is I'm here to help out. Thank you. I I tend to, can I say this openly, like speak freely, that I tend to deal with this a little bit, um, not better, but easier
1: you deal with the stern stuff easier. Um, and, and that's something that, uh, you guys need to consider is that, you know, if you are a, um, emotional person or somebody who just like, um, tries to avoid confrontation and those types of things, that's certainly who I am. I mean, I've gotten a lot better. I'm a lot more comfortable with confrontation now, but, um, there's, there's two different approaches to dealing with things. And one of them you tend to get walked over because you don't know how to be stern and you don't know how to say that it is what it is and to move on. And I definitely struggled with that over the years. I've gotten a lot better, but I've also found that I've kind of found like a happy medium where I can be lenient about some things that I feel, um, okay. For instance, um, I think I mentioned just the other day that um, one of our tenants had his truck, his work truck stolen from outside of his house. And at that time, why I talked about it is because he was like, I need somebody to call me. And it's just like, it, it was one of those situations. It's like, sorry, we deal with stuff through the email. How can I help you? And um, it's like, is there any cameras on site? My truck was stolen and, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, sorry, there isn't check with the neighbors. Uh, so sorry that that happened type of thing. And then, so just a couple days ago, he reached out again saying, um, I'm I've had to submit this claim. Um, my work drug was stolen. So I had to buy a bunch of emergency, um, tools so that I can continue working while this insurance claim goes through. Wasn't expecting this. Um, is it okay if I send 1400 now and the additional 395, um, on the 10th. And you could be stern and say, no, figure it out. Your rent is due today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you could say, you know what? That sounds totally reasonable.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not a problem. And thank you for, for keeping in touch with us. And um, I'll mark down the 10th. And uh, please make sure that payment is made on time. Okay. Um, So you know what I mean? Like, there's just like, there's always two ways of looking at things. And sometimes if you're just a really like cut and dry, like the rules are the rules type of person, you could have tarnished a relationship. And, and then they're like, well, screw you. Like, what do you want me to do? I don't have the money, blah, blah. blah. And then the relationship is gone. Or you could say, you know what, that's a really reasonable request. They reached out to me before the first, something happened. Like, yeah, that's okay. So there's just like, there's different ways to approach things. And you always need to decide, you know, is what's happening, happening over and over again, and you need to be stern and need this needs to stop? Mm -hmm. Or are they making reasonable requests? And you can be lenient, like, you just need to decide what your approach is going to be. But sometimes the stern approach is absolutely necessary
0: to take control
1: to take control and to keep authority. and to manage the situation that this is what it is and if it if that doesn't work for you then you do need to get the fuck out yeah sorry for swearing guys. that's okay even yeah a lot. um i yeah
0: i agree he um
1: and wayne doesn't wayne doesn't hold that like emotional lenient um uh piece to him like when dealing with business like business it's just it is what it is yeah. You're responsible for what you're responsible for. So we're a really good mixture.
0: To to an extent. Obviously, I'm what I'm doing is I'm weighing the odds and calculating yes. my risks. And is it worth giving the extra 10 days to see if we can salvage this? Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to be too impulsive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what I find is a lot of successful investors, and when I say successful investors, I mean investors who have purchased um, many properties as they become uh, more and more, as their portfolio goes more and more and more they do less of the leniency and the emotional connection and more of it as a business which is great which is exactly what i've been saying yes you know what i mean however uh quality goes down with quantity yes and the i find that when you have less tenants you are more involved mm-hmm. you think about every decision a little more thoroughly mm-hmm. you give it an extra 10 minutes as opposed to just like the standard default answer. Mm -hmm. And some people start slipping through the cracks with their really good tenants and their fucking truck got broken into. Big deal. You know what I mean? Like that's not their fault and they don't have the money. They're sitting there like, what do I do? Do I, do I, do I not buy the tools for work?
1: Yeah. Do I not work? And then I really can't pay rent or do I buy the tools and be 10 days late?
0: And, and you know what he asked a few days in advance and like, he's probably like, Oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this. Now, some people take advantage of those situations and they go and buy beer instead. Um, there are people like that, but that, what I'm saying is that the good ones, sometimes they slip through the cracks, Mm -hmm. um, because you put these systems in place. So, um, it is, it's part of the process. And to be honest, when, when, as we scaled, I, I just started I looked at it, I'm like, okay, quality is going to go down, but our, our business will be more successful in the long run mm-hmm. um, as a whole. And unfortunately, I won't be able to be the best, you know, understanding landlord anymore. However, um, you know, my business will be fine. Right. So it, uh, from time to time, we do need to take a minute and just, um, sorry, there's a fly. Uh,
1: it's a mosquito.
0: Oh, okay. From time (laughs) to time, we do need to take a minute and and assess. But um, I think just I I just made the decision again, you know, I just made a decision that my quality is going to go down and I accept that. Yeah. And I try not to get too caught up into it. And it is what it is. Unfortunately, our our end consumer or end clients is going to be affected by it. But I don't see any other way around it. You know, yeah. the whole serenity prayer, you know, <laughs> God grant me, you know.
1: <laughs> you never, you can never do it on the spot. Don't look it up again. You look control it up like things, every two weeks. To
0: <laughs> to accept the things that I, I can't control. Yeah. Right? And the courage to know the difference. So I, I, I can't control it. There's nothing I can do about it. I have made the decision that I cannot control it and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. And we have tried hiring other people to manage portions of this for us to make those decisions. We can hire some things out, but we cannot hire someone to make decisions like we made when we had a few a few rentals. Cause what when when I'm in it, when I'm in the rental business, shit's tight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've got control of it. They're nice perfect emails. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting the outcomes that I want because I put all of my energy into it. But I can't do that when I'm trying to grow a business. And unfortunately, I can't hire someone to give it that level of quality that I give. Yeah. I'm just saying me personally right
1: now. Yeah, then, yeah.
0: Right. And neither can you. We tried. Yeah. So I accept the fact that I cannot change that. And that's how. It, that's how I. That's how I get to sleep at night. That's how I turn off my email and I don't worry about it anymore because years ago, I was so caught up in it. Oh, yeah. I had to know everything that was going on. I had to know how you're writing the emails. I would go into um, Gabby's drafts and sent emails and I would reread them and I'd be like, hey, Gabby, you shouldn't have worded it that way. I was was, was an idiot. And I, well, because here I am trying to grow the business side of it, making sure this business is seeing growth. But at the same time, I'm burning up all my energy and my bandwidth, trying to trying to correct Gabby. And I'm ruining award. his
1: relationship. <laughs> well, that's thing
0: right too. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of arguments in those days.
0: <laughs> it was all my fault because I couldn't let it go. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't delegate.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. My inability to be able to to, to, to delegate to let it go should have prevented me from growing the business, but it didn't, I grew the business. What gave was our relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What gave was my stress and my anxiety,
1: mm-hmm.
0: trying to take on too, too much. Yeah. So it wasn't until I actually made the decision that Wayne, you cannot control this. And when I decided that that is fine, and I'm okay with that, and that the quality of our business will go down, but the growth will outweigh it, that's when I was able to relax. That's when the anxiety went down. That's when I was able to just be like super chill about it and, and not ask you questions and not check in on the emails. And like, I'm, I'm just learning about this rental and tenant buyer today, pretty much.
1: Yeah. I knew
0: that he missed a payment or two. I knew, I know, I know that tenant buyer has not been ideal, but that's about as much as I know about it. But, you know, when Gabby brings these things up, I do get stressed out a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, how are we going to deal with this? What's the best way to approach this? How can I help Gabby? Because my now my mind as a problem solver is going towards that when it should be as a problem solver, it should be going towards how am I going to make this business bigger and better? How am I going to double it? How am I going to create a new arm of this business? What am I doing for 2023? That's where I like to put my energy. I'm an entrepreneur. But I'm using my my abilities and my my my. My skills as an entrepreneur to solve
1: minor problems.
0: Minor problems.
1: Thank you. And isn't that cool that that's a minor problem? Like whatever happens, whether he pulls through or whether he doesn't, that's a minor problem. Like it's all figure outable.
0: Yeah. It it that's a really great way of putting it. Because Ultimately, I'm I'm not intimidated by it.
1: No. I, I'm and ins- I'm not either. That's why it's gone on this long.
0: <laughs> the only thing we're intimidated by is the, um, the confrontation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: That's it. Because that is the only unknown in this yeah. is how are they going to react?
1: Yeah. Um, the thing that I do like about this one and why I'm also not really worried about it is that over the years, like he has confirmed kind of like the the workings of the rent to own contract and that the things aren't refundable and that this is where the money goes. And every that, six months, you know what
0: he has I mean? to see the contract again,
1: <laughs> Yeah, which he has a copy of, but, but he like, there's no way that he doesn't understand that. So if it does, so, like I said, I feel like he, he may almost feel like a lifeline was being thrown if he was given the opportunity to back out of it. And at that point, he, he is very aware that his credits aren't refundable, his auction credits aren't refundable. So, um, I'm not really worried about this one. Yeah. I just like, I feel, I feel bad for him. Like I said, he's gone through a lot of stuff that it's just like, he's been hit like over and over and over and over again
0: with stuff. I do consider that as well. And sometimes I forget about that when we're making these decisions or writing these emails, I forget his, his whole story. Yeah. Um, and where it all stemmed from. And we can talk about that in a minute here, but, um, I agree with you. And to be honest, um, it's a discussion that we not we don't necessarily have to have this discussion with our, our joint venture partner in this property. No, we don't. However, um, I will address it with them once we've made a decision on how we're going to approach it. Mm-hmm. Once I get a little more details from after one... They actually, trust
1: us to be making these decisions. Yeah. They don't want to be a part of these decisions.
0: Yeah. That's, that's why, why they partnered partner. with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because they didn't want to be dealing with stuff like this. Yeah. Um, they've still made great profits on this property. Mm-hmm. Like it's great returns, but
1: hey cash flows without the rent to own. Like yeah. it's, yeah, this is a great property.
0: I, um, once, once we send that email and we get a better understanding of how he's going to react and which direction he's likely to go, and we can break it down into a probability of his success and mm-hmm. him walking away. Um, then I'll have a discussion with them because ultimately, um, I, I, this is business, but I, I also like to try and be a good person. Yeah. So first and foremost, <laughs> I'm protecting my ass. I'm protecting my investments. I'm protecting my joint ventures interest in this property mm-hmm. and their profits. Mm-hmm. But once I can see how it's all going to play out, then I'll make the decision of how much we get back.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, and that's what I was going to say is that his credits aren't <clears throat> refundable, but that doesn't mean that um, we can't offer him some of his money back. Right? Yeah,
0: because which like- does
1: feel like a good human move to make
0: he'll get his damage deposit back <laughs> yeah right because there's a damage deposit associated with it and if he can get a couple extra thousand bucks as well which would be maybe 20 25 of his, his option credits um then i have a feeling that 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 would help him you know relieve some of that yeah that that tension he can you know he's got a, d- a damage deposit for his next place he might be able to catch up on a couple payments you know mm-hmm. somewhere else because i'm sure we're not the only ones he's behind on yeah yeah um Yeah. As long as I I feel like as long as we're respectful, but he also, like you said, understands the terms that are, um, of his agreement Mm
1: -hmm.
0: In a lot of these situations, whether it be a tenant or a tenant buyer or whichever, like they'll sign a contract, you know, two or three, five years ago, they don't remember this shit. They're not in it like we are every day. Yeah. You know, they just thought that it's going to help them buy a house. And I mean, there's such a, there's such a common misunderstanding of what rent to own is. Right and we might have explained it thoroughly that one day that one afternoon they made the decision that this is right for me but who knows if they remember exactly how it works yeah so good on him for checking in every six months <laughs> and asking for the agreement again making yeah, sure
1: he still understands
0: he's trying to figure it out but <clears throat> this tenant buyer um need when, t- when i whenever we do um a rent-to-own course or like you know forever at barry's rapid cash course and they and they cover rent own, this this I always kind of reference this person as like one of like, if you can,
1: if you can find a person like this,
0: if you could, if you like the perfect, um, example of what a, what a good rent to own tenant buyer looks like. Um, his story always comes up <clears throat> because what, when people think rent to own or tenant buyers, they think of like people who have bad credit, no credit, you know, um, they think of you know people with debts and stuff like that. They think of they think of because people have made bad decisions in their life, right? And personally, when I looked at Rent-A-Own originally years ago, I'm like, I don't want to do that shit. No, screw that. You're telling me that I, it's bad enough trying to find tenants who have you know a decent credit rating for rentals. Now, what you want, <laughs> what you're saying is, I should take on tenants with worse credit ratings and give them an option to purchase and put them in a program where we're going to help them build their credit so they can buy a house. No, no, it's, they're, they're more like... Their
1: their patterns aren't just going to change in the next year or two.
0: Well, that's the thing. They got patterns. Whereas like with tenants, like we're looking for, you know, tenants with like 650, 700 credit scores minimum. But over here, we're looking at people with 550s. They have a pattern and a history of making bad decisions, not paying their payments, falling behind, right? Mm -hmm. I don't I don't want that in my business. You talk about like rental properties, they, they I don't like rental properties because of the variables involved in that business. There's a lot of different variables that you cannot control. And it's stressful. When you expect things to be done, you know, we have an agreement, you pay the rent, you make the payments, you cover these things and we cover these things, and they don't do that. It's stressful. It's it'll mess up your day. So with tenant buyers, uh, what I've always found is I like to focus on when I'm looking for tenant buyers for a rent home program, what I want is I want people where things have happened to them and not things that they've done. Yeah. Okay. I'm, and, and it takes a while. you got to filter through lots and lots of applicants and tire kickers. But what we're looking for is that type of person who wants to better themselves that has a plan, and something happened to them that was unfortunate, which ruined their their chances at getting a mortgage and buying their own home. And some of those examples could be um, a bad relationship, right? And don't you? <laughs> we do get a lot of those bad relationship ones, quote unquote. But it's like, oh yeah, my husband he racked up the credit card when we were eighteen. I'm like, yeah, you were there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were there. <laughs> um they always like to blame the previous partner who used their credit card to rack it up and buy a car <laughs> on an 18% credit card or something like that um but more so like with with this person here um he had a great job working for a concrete company and the wife if i recall was a nurse yes, yeah. wife was pregnant um husband was working like good hours 60 hours a week and just like making great money. Uh, they had a vehicle, they had good credit, they were saving up to, to buy a house. And then what happened was, uh, he was on his way to work one morning and he got t boned. And um, he's okay, but like he was pretty, he's pretty messed up, he couldn't work. And so he had short term disability insurance but it didn't kick in right away. And months went by before he actually got his first short-term disability payment. And for those of you that know, like short-term disability payments are not much mm-hmm. compared to what he was getting for 60 hours a week, you know, working at this company, probably making 30, 40 bucks an hour. Like he's now getting like 400 bucks a week, but it was so delayed by months. So it was months that went by before he actually was able to get his first check and it all came in at once. And it, like, just imagine like, you know, $4,000 came in like two or three months later. Mm-hmm. And like that's, during that time, he had a family. He had two or three kids, if I recall. And, you know, they're in school. They need clothes. There's food. There's all the other stuff. You know what I mean? There's his payments for his truck and everything else. Um, so what they ended up doing was using up credit cards just basically to live. They were living off of credit cards. Yeah.
1: Whatever they could get.
0: And the wife was on, she was pregnant. So she was off work. Yeah. So she only had the, what do you call it, the payments? Um, EI? Yeah. yeah, pregnancy payments, what are they <laughs> called? <laughs> are you...
1: It's just EI.
0: <laughs> no, there's like a specific one. It's like, um, yeah, whatever. There's Maternity specific... leave? Maternity, thank you. <laughs> pregnancy payments is what I call them. <laughs> where was I? Uh, so like they had, you know, 467 bucks a week for her and, and 400 bucks a month or a week for him. So like, they're not doing all that well, considering they're probably living what a, their
1: previous life was, yeah. you know,
0: the lifestyle that they had for her being a nurse and him making, you know, good money, like they probably had a household income of $120,000, $150,000, right. And then just for that to be pulled out underneath them. And then just to live off of credit cards, and then they were missing payments on credit cards because they couldn't make yeah, the payments on up. it, yeah. and then they fell behind on a line of credit payments and everything else, and other payments got missed. It fucked up their credit. Mm-hmm. Now was that their fault? And that's what I, that's what I think about when I, when when he sent in the application. What could he have done differently in that situation? Keep in mind, he was in bed; he couldn't move. Yeah. He's on pills because he, he got in an accident. Wife is about to give birth. What could he have done differently? I mean, maybe they could have moved into an apartment. but It would have been very difficult with all the circumstances that they were mm-hmm. under. Could he have sold his truck? I mean, maybe. But, you know, depreciating assets. I mean, he probably would have had to pay to sell the thing. Probably bought a brand new, you know, fill in the blank probably financed it at four or 5%. So like, he probably didn't have any equity in that thing. So by selling it, even you could free up the payment money, you know, the $700, 800 a month, but ultimately he's probably going to have to pay, you know, five to 10 out of his pocket. So it doesn't make any sense. He's not going to go and do skip the dishes, right? So I, to be honest, I'm like, I, I kind of felt bad for their situation. He explained that to me. Now, this was when we met him, this is years after. And he was back to work. And his wife was working, and but what had happened was they they'd accumulated, you know, a sizable amount of debt, and their credit was bad, and the standard rent to own model of two to three years wasn't going to work for that because they needed more time to pay off their debts, and so we had a property that we were offering a five year um, rent to own on, which was a much better suited for him because he needed time to first pay off his debts, right. And then work on building the credit, which is, you know, making the payments and, and also, you know, doing transactions and paying them off every month. So, I mean, the the way to do that is, is to pay off one credit card at a time, not trying, you know, focus on the, um, the highest, I mean, focusing on the highest interest makes the most sense financially, but from a credit building perspective, it's better to pay off one card, right. And then pay off another card and then use that card, you know, for small transactions like coffee and gas, and then pay that off in full every month. Right. Yeah. So there's just, there's a strategic approach to it. So he had a good plan about how he's going to do it all and how long it was going to take. And he's back to work and she's back to work. They're making good money, pay off the debts, build up the credit. And then, you know, throughout the whole process, the option credits in the rent-to-own program would be like a, a, a side um, savings program for them. So that they have their savings um, for their down payments.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Made sense, right? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And that's how we chose the person was based off of that, was based off the fact that something happened to him. He did not hit himself. No, he got hit on his way to work. He couldn't do it. He couldn't have done anything differently. And when I talked to him and I asked him about it, I didn't ask him, if you know, could you have done anything differently? Like, (laughs) what's your plan? Like, why? Why this program? Why not just rent and continue to save and pay off your debts? And there was there was other things like, you know, we just want something of our own. We want to, you know, put more than two pictures on each wall. You know, we don't want a a landlord, you know, telling us we have to move in a year. We want to plant some roots. There's a school down the road, right? We want our kids to be able to have, you know, a neighborhood. And we also want to take pride in the ownership of it, knowing that this is going to be our home one day and here's our plan. So that's, that's, that right there is a perfect example of a tenant buyer. And I've used him, you know, as an example for years Yeah, and we're coming up, you know, eight, nine months away from, from the end of his, uh, is his thing. And, uh, it's unfortunate because pretty much two years into that thing, uh, we started seeing problems.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, his job was, was, uh, his job and his hours were hit pretty hard during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they struggled their way through that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that they got caught up. But it was a tough time, as it was for many people, understandably.
0: we, we So we were very understanding during that time.
1: Yeah. And um, yeah, then recently um, on both him and his wife um, have had uh, parents, had no, parents on either side have had accidents that have what? required um, their, not car accidents, like have injured themselves, um, requiring... Um, like home care and medical bills and like all those types of things Bullshit, I didn't so know that. they've had to yeah, um f- really financially step up and and care for parents on both sides um through some stuff, yeah, and then the poor guy, like during all of that, um their fridge crapped out and rent to own they're responsible like it, it's their place, right so. He had to deal with that, yeah. So he's been very open and, and honest about what's happening and the situation and stuff. But... They're having
0: marriage issues as well. I don't know if she's she's still even there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. so I remember getting call a call on my so I the emergency phone number is my cell phone, and I remember I was driving out dealing with some other real estate thing, and I was just right in the thick of it, and I got a call, and it was the wife, and she's trying to talk to me, and I'm like, hey, is this an emergency? No, well, yeah, I just like, I just want to let you know that like, you know, me and so and so are just going through a rough patch and uh, you should be a heads up, you know, there's probably going to be coming, something coming up here and just kind of want to talk to you about like, you know, maybe like, you know, reassessing this whole program thing. And I'm like, this is not an emergency, so I need you to email and I just like shut her off and then she's like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then she hung up on me and we never heard much more about it, but. I haven't heard, have you heard from her or have you only no. been dealing with the husband?
1: Yeah, just the husband.
0: Yeah, since then I've just been like, no, I'm not having this discussion with you over the phone. All this stuff needs to be documented. So I needed an email. If you're about to tell me you're, you know, you're, you're abandoning this option or your lease, I need this in writing. So I basically told her, Hey, I'm in the middle of something right now. I have, I have multiple businesses. Um, there are people hired specifically to handle this. So, you know, please email this. If it's an emergency or it needs to be dealt with over the phone, then someone will contact you she didn't take it very well but at the same time I also put my feet down like no I don't take phone calls for that stuff. I take yeah. phone calls if there's a flood in your basement.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Um but I never heard back from her after that. Um but we did start to see some issues with payments sh- shortly after that. There was a couple months where payments weren't being made and like okay it's quite clear that they're that they're separating.
1: Yeah, well, I think um I think for a lot of people that was that was during covid as well. So I think for a lot of people, that was a really hard time, um, for work, for relationships, for everything it was a yeah. very stressful time. Right. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of us landlords and, and people with rent to own programs and all that kind of stuff saw a lot of these issues arise hmm Well, and that's, you know, we talked about yesterday, um, not getting involved in other people's issues. Yeah. The importance of that, because a lot of issues came up over the past several years. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of hardships which we all have our own hardships. Worry about your own and that, keep your business running.
0: That's that's what I keep trying to say, yeah, is that the more successful you get, the more properties you get, the, the more attached to people's lives you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it's hard. And it, most of us only have enough bandwidth for our own problems. Our or own don't business, have our enough. Own...
1: <laughs> bandwidth or don't have enough bandwidth for our own problems. Well, yeah,
0: typically like in this. Int- <laughs> a lot of
1: us are at the end of our, ro- our own ropes, Never mind taking on other people's problems.
0: Yeah. Or at the, or normally it's our family is the one that's, that gets the least attention because we're dealing with other people's yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's oh, it's all, it's all, it's all sad stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had a tenant that was deported and here we are trying to like chase her for money. I don't feel fucking good about it, mm-hmm. but like legit, we had a tenant that was deported while we were in Mexico last year, right Here we are in the thick of it trying to figure out what to do, right. Meanwhile, we're overwhelmed by our own business and our family's getting neglected and yeah. we're ordering food because we don't have time or the energy to to, to cook. yeah um, this is why I say you need to treat it like a business because if you if you if you get emotionally attached to everything. It will drain you. Yeah. It'll drain you. I, ultimately, why I, I, why I made the decision to stay out of that portion of the business and just kind of keep that with you. And that's, you know, that's that's what you have to carry. I carry the other side of the business, mm-hmm. which, I mean, if we're looking at it comparatively... I mean, I, I, I got the better one because <laughs> I get the one that's that's fulfilling and I get to experience all the, you know, the, the praise and the, the wins and stuff. So I do appreciate you, Gabby, for dealing with that side of the business, but we looked at our strengths and weaknesses and, um, and, and based off of who we are and what we're good at, um, it just, it was a better fit for both of us.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. I, Cause I can do that job really well too. And I'm, and I'm fairly certain you could do my job very well, but I think that one of us is better at the other.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think that's true.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just giving you more credit. Like if you didn't have any of this shit to deal with, I think that you would put the energy that you have. I think that if you put all of your energy into it, um, it would take probably a little, little bit of time to kind of, um, it, it would be like a slow pull start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that lawnmower to turn over um, but I think that once you got to it I think you would thrive in it mm-hmm. uh, if you had all of your energy into it but like it but it's it's too hard to do to be a management type person and then yeah. and then try and you know be in the creative at all times I talked about you floating yesterday right the, the term that I use was floating if you were floating around and music was playing and you were in your best state and all of your your candles were lit and the music was on. And it was a full moon <laughs> <laughs> and Uranus was in retrospect. Um, <laughs> then I feel like you would thrive in it. Yeah. But you're not in most in most days. Yeah. Most yeah. days you're you're going to
1: say I definitely wasn't floating yesterday. No, <laughs> there are bad days, folks. I called Wayne while he was still in calgary and i said am i on speakerphone and he said no and i just started bawling i just started crying i was having such a rough day just like the stupidest stuff i was having to deal with and um the trades calling trying to figure out problems and i was like i was at the end we talked just a moment ago about that bandwidth i had zero bandwidth left i was fully occupied on the on the band And there was nothing left and things just kept being thrown like, it's like, Oh yeah, but take this and this. Oh, and you need to deal with that too. Here you go. Here you go. Take this one as well. Oh, 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 no, she can't juggle anymore. I felt
0: it. My phone just kept vibrating and vibrating and vibrating and vibrating. I'm like, Oh God, she's dealing with all this.
1: Yeah. So I was just like, I called him and I was like, this is what's happening and this and this and this and this. And then I just felt like all the emotion coming up and I'm like, am I in speakerphone? no. Oh my god i just started bawling so
0: i got home okay. and, and she had she ordered um food from the local restaurant and she was dipping french fries in wing sauce <laughs> and i'm like that looks really good do you mind if i try one she's like no like, can I me. can you order me one <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i fell apart yeah so um yeah, there's there's good days and there's bad days, and you gotta. And actually, it's it's funny because the night before, my mom had um had slept over, had spent the evening with us, and had slept over. And so we dropped off early at school, and her and I took um, Reggie for a walk, mm-hmm. and she was talking about just I don't I don't know what we were talking about, but um, oh, she asked about the rental properties, and I was like, you know, like this has not been my my best performance of trying to fill vacancies. Like I have. And I said it to her, I'm like, I have no bandwidth. And, you know, like right now, I probably have at least 20 messages sitting in my inbox that normally would have, each one of those would have been responded to within minutes of receiving them. Some of those are from yesterday. I just simply do not have the bandwidth. And at some point, you need to protect your peace. Like if, like, I don't want to just be a, a mess at all times. Like I need to at some point say what's the most important and deal with what's happening right now, right here, dealing with those issues. The the most important can't be put aside. Mm -hmm. And right now the rental filling of the vacancy needs to be put aside or else I can't do anything at like in to to my full capacity. Right. So it's either like completely let all the balls drop or decide which one is most important. And I just gotta protect my peace right now. And she's like I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I, um, and this is normally the moment I would say, Gab, just pay someone to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, just tire it out. And yeah, it's going to cost us more money than what we'd like to spend on it. But ultimately, um, that's the, when you hit that, that limit, I mean, you're not going to be getting much of anything done because you're, you're split in two and you're trying to do two things, but you're not giving hundred percent of your energy. So just pay someone you know, the few hundred bucks to do the other one and then just focus on one. So that way both are getting done. Mm-hmm. And that's just, just how you do it. Um, but the, the reason why I, I see someone calling in, but we're just about to wrap up. So if you got a question, um, if you could call in on Monday, that'd be great. Tuesday, Tues, Tuesday, no show on Monday. Uh, the reason why I'm sharing this with you guys is, um, not to, to, to end your week on a low note. It's, it's to, we try and share as much, um, Try and be as transparent as possible so we can share as much perspective as possible. So you guys kind to see what, what it is like and why I um, have opinions in certain ways. Because sometimes I get people reach out to me like, hey, well, you said this this one time, so I thought this. I'm like, no, you, you really don't understand the full context of why I was saying that. Um, there's a story behind that and there's multiple things behind that. Why I have a very um, um, just a simple answer to that type of question. Right? So I try and dive deep just to give you guys an idea of what it is like um, from day to day. Because sometimes I just say, like I, I don't do anything. I just sit around and play video games. I do some days. Um, but other days, we're dealing with stuff like this, and it just consumes the shit out of us. And it's too much. Um, but having a good understanding of what this is like will give you a good understanding of what you know. owning. When people say, I want to own 100 properties. Like, no, you don't. Trust me. Even if you hire out property management, you don't. Because there's 100 problems, there's, there's just things that you don't know about, you don't think about. I want to have a rent-to-own business. I, I agree. It's great. But doing 30 rent-to-owns is just absolutely terrible. If three people you know, are in trouble and they're giving you grief and you're trying to give a quality response and a quality um, uh, uh, solution to their problem rather than just giving a default answer, um, it will consume you. It will pull you away from whatever it is that you're passionate about. You know, if 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 your whole thing is to have 30 rent-to-owns and, and, you know, be living in a cabin and, um, you know, building your garden and going on hikes every day, you're not going to be hiking that week because mm-hmm. you're going to be sitting at your desk stressing out trying to figure out how to write this fucking email. And then someone says, I want all my money back or I'm suing you, that you're not going to be, you're not going to be floating that day. No, you're going to be grounded. You're going to be like, you're going to be sunk into the ground, into the couch, like freaking out trying to figure out what am I doing with this? How am I going to resolve this? Oh my God, my life is terrible. You got to break down into tears and call your husband, <laughs> right? Your, your life is supposed hot to be sauce and fries. eating <laughs> hot sauce fries, right? So when I tell you to think about what it is that you want in life and then to reverse engineer that and find a strategy that is that is the most passive possible, that's why. When you, like I, I get so many people saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna at, from 10 o'clock to five o'clock, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on my business and and manage my business." I'm like, "What the fuck are you thinking? Why in God's name is that your plan? Could you not come up with something better? You have no idea what you're exposing yourself to. It's not about being in a fucking cabin on the mountains. It's about how you feel in a cabin in the mountains." Doesn't matter where you are. You could be in Barcelona, Maya, and Cancun right now. And if your email and your texts and your group chats are fucking exploding because things are going wrong, you're not going to be enjoying yourself. Gabby and I Doesn't were just to, to Canada in to Cana in July. It was one of the worst fucking trips. I mean, it was great. Don't get me wrong, but like, there
1: was so much going on. So yeah. much
0: going on where we couldn't even fucking relax right and meanwhile we're oh my god we're in paradise we have so we have all this money we can go on trips whenever we want oh that's cool
1: there's no. like yeah little pockets of like monkeys it's like wow that was so amazing and then it's like boom all the shit
0: <laughs> and even if we we weren't dealing with it inside we were dealing with the anxiety was killing us for not dealing with it like the fact that i was ignoring my phone and it was locked away in the vault it was actually giving me more anxiety that i wasn't dealing with it what's going on i should go check on that Mm -hmm. And then you go grab the phone really quickly to go check and try and solve a problem really quickly. And it's like, suddenly it's over consumes you. And Mm -hmm. you see all the message, other messages and you're like, fuck. And I wasn't present, you know, for dinner. Right. So real estate investing is a great way to build wealth. But like when you're thinking about trying to leave your job or trying to create financial freedom, freedom to do whatever I want, you know, fuck those, those financial freedom comments are just like fucking um, Viagra commercials. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, like those prescription commercials where they're like, you know, we're you see people dancing around and old people hugging and kissing and stuff like that. And everybody's like watering the lawn and whatever else. But, you know, side effects may include, you know, chronic diarrhea and, and rectal bleeding. And death. So when people teach you that you can be financially free and cash flow is going to give you financial freedom, just just remember the rectal bleeding.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> this is my favorite comparison you have ever made.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you that you so you can come up with a better plan. Don't follow the herd. Don't just assume because somebody else did it, that, that they're, that they're just running around and, and they don't have any side effects. They do. They just don't show you that. Cause they're trying to sell a fucking program. Right. When you're trying to come, like use real estate short term to build wealth. Take that wealth and put that wealth, that capital into a passive investing vehicle, a passive income vehicle that's going to give you cash flow for the least amount of work as possible. Because if you buy lots and lots of properties, and you buy lots and lots of apartments, and you buy lots and lots of commercial, and you have lots and lots of rent-to-own deals going on, and you're doing wholesaling every day, and whichever else, you need, like, I'm a fucking player. Your life's not going to be that great. And that, that freedom that you thought you were creating is not actually there. What you've done is you've created more shit. It's, it's the exact same as your dumb job.
1: And their rectal bleeding is actually the failed marriage and the kid who won't talk to you because you never paid attention to them in pursuit of financial freedom.
0: Again, this isn't to, to depress you guys today. It's to give you some perspective to make come up with a better plan don't be like, there's the people that they want to get into real estate, and they never do it. And then there's the people who are successful, but they do it all wrong. They focus on the money, they focus on the building the business, they focus on the doors. And then they get there, and they realize this isn't what I wanted. And then they scale back, and they consolidate. And then they teach programs on it later about Mm -hmm. how don't make the same mistakes I did.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So I'm telling you guys, I'm, I'm giving you this for free. I'm telling you for free, no attachments. Just come up with a good plan. Think about what it is that you truly want and how you want to feel, who you want to be, who you want to be around. And then what is the most effective and productive way to get me there? What passive income vehicle is going to provide me that money with the least amount of my energy being taken from me on a daily basis? That's how you do it. No show on Monday. Okay? So sleep in. You know, take your family out for breakfast. Go do something you love doing. It's an opportunity, right? Take those opportunities to spend those days with family. Or you can work if you want. You can be a hostler, But ultimately, I think you should go spend some time with some family and some people you love. Take some time this weekend to think about what it is that you truly want in life. And come back on Tuesday and let us know. Go feel good. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening